Welcome back. Welcome back. It's another episode of Bench Mob Podcast. We are back in the studio again. Uh, took a little break, but we back here. How you doing today? I'm doing good. So we're going to get right into it. Um, Le'Veon Bell, we have to talk about it. Le'Veon Bell is no longer a New York Jet. He is on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on this this uh, signing? Who do you blame as a Jets fan? Do you put this on Le'Veon or? No, I don't put it on Le'Veon because he was just put in a bet. Well, he's dumb for signing here, one, because you he could wanted, already see that he we had no chicken. offense. Yeah, he wanted the chicken. But you're not going to get the stats. You're going to get the money, but you're not going to get the numbers. So... He knew what he signed up for, but at the same time, we we hired a coach who doesn't know what he's doing. Like Adam Gase is an airhead at this point. I don't, I'm not mincing words anymore because I can't watch the games on Sunday because every week, like last week, we didn't even score a point against the Dolphins, and he still has a job this week. I didn't know that was going to be possible, but hey, he needs to buy some lottery tickets because he he's got somebody on his side. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think he's going to be there at least to the end of the season. When you got the acting owner coming out speaking up on his behalf and calling him an offensive genius and things of that nature, and you even Sam Darnold, when he comes on the you know the radio station, he takes the blame and he takes responsibility for what's going on. Um, and it's obviously not on it's, Sam yeah, Darnold. It's not on him um, at all. But speaking of Sam Darnold, you know – it puts the Jets, the Giants, a lot of teams in a tough situation that have these young quarterbacks that they drafted high. Are the Jets and the Giants, are we on a tank for Lawrence type of season? Or are we? I mean, I know we are, but I don't know if the Giants are because they honestly should have won that game last night. But the Giants will be the Giants. They They blew it, but... It's looking like the Jets are just trading off assets and making moves so we can keep losing. So is this the end? Are we giving up on Sam Darnold then? I wouldn't, but that's what it's looking like at this point because it's a new GM. We're going to end up bringing a new coach in who's probably going to want his own guy. Plus, Sam's going to be up for an extension soon. So we don't even know exactly what Sam is going to be yet, and we can't really get a good – definitive description of that without talent and this team doesn't have much so I think he'll be good somewhere else honestly I think he's he's gonna have his best year somewhere else like the Colts or one of these teams that need a QB but at this point it's looking more and more likely that we're gonna have a new quarterback next year uh, the thing that I think that's interesting with it, though uh, we're hearing some rumors and reports that if the Jets do get that number one pick though that it's being suggested to Lawrence that he should stay and not come out um, <laughs> in the draft. How would that go about? You feel me? Like, if he decides to stay, that kind of I mean, ruins your whole plan. Though. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of ruin the plan. But at the same time, you could also end up just taking a really good player or trade back and get, like, a, a ton of picks for that number one pick. But – it would be dumb for Trevor to come back. Like he's already graduated, doesn't have any anything else to prove here. He's mm -hmm. won a national championship. I mean, the only thing to come back for is a Heisman, and he he honestly might get it this year. But 
Yeah, five touchdown game recently. Yeah. They put up what seventy three points in yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't even been playing full games yet. In because a win, they're just blowing everybody out. But if he came back, like you risk injury. Like it's kind of the same thing with Tua. Like he was so injury prone that for him to come back another year, even though he missed so much time in in his junior year, it wouldn't make sense. Get your money, secure the bag, and and then worry about everything after that. Now you you mentioned Tua, who is going to get uh, the starting position this week. He played a little bit last week. Um, they're benching Fitzpatrick, who, and I quote, he said he was heartbroken. This this hurt his heart. Um, He's been heartbroken a lot in his career. So, what's your thoughts <laughs> on the benching? Um, like he said, he knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter. It wasn't a matter if it was a matter of when. But um, I think it was kind of short. Uh, short-circuited. He was kind of starting to play. He was playing well. Playing well. Like, Honestly. you know, Fitzpatrick gets on, the, on these runs and he gets hot. So he was kind of getting hot in a roll. And I think it's kind of um, it's interesting timing that they would do this now. I just think that they had this plan the whole time. Like coming off the bye, make the QB change, regardless of where they are in the standings, help to uh, develop. Because that's the main focus at this point in the season. Like, they're not Super Bowl contenders. They were good with Fitzpatrick, but they, I don't even know if they would have made the playoffs, honestly. But two is the main goal. You drafted this QB. It's been a while. It's been since like Dan Marino, since they had a, a good mm -hmm. QB, and Tua could be that guy. So why waste time with Fitzpatrick, who he'll probably be playing somewhere next year or. Somewhere this year, he could get traded to the Cowboys. That might, that might be a good move to make. But at this oh. point, yeah, I, I feel his pain because they were three and three in second place in the division, like one game behind the Bills. So it kind of, it looks like to the rest of the guys. Like I thought we were competing. I thought we were mm -hmm. trying to win games, and now we're like switching it up. Like Tua can develop at his own pace when we're out of contention. But I think. I mean, Fitzpatrick's not wrong. Like, I thought this was his team. I didn't think Tua was going to play at all this year because of how mm. well Fitzpatrick was playing. So I know it was a shock for him and probably all people, even fantasy people, because I know I had him. I had to let I had, him go. And FanDuel, I had Fitzpatrick last week. He he did me well. He did yeah. me justice. Mm -hmm. So um, I was kind of shocked, too, when I was seeing the uh, updates. It was like Tua's in the game. I'm like, did he get hurt or injured? That's what but I thought, too. Yeah. Nah, Fitz ain't get injured, and shout out to him to being, you know, the professional that he is. Like, even when Tua did well, he was he cheering him on. Um, that takes a – that's he professional. Prob he probably didn't know he was going to lose his job, though. <laughs> he was cheering like, hey, yeah, show what you could do. Yeah, that, that's cute. That's cute, week. but I'm back in there yeah. next week to then be told, hey, big bro, you are sit on the bench. And it's, it's an interesting dynamic they have. Like even uh, Tua said, they kind of have like a father-son relationship. Yeah. So it just, it's kind of I – could, I could get where he's saying it's heartbroken. Like you own, for example, you own something as a father, and now you got to pass the torch, but you're not really ready to pass the torch. Yeah. They just forcing you to pass the torch. Like, all right, it has to come out of your hand. So it is – He should know at this point that's what it is with him. Like he's just a placeholder for teams now. He's not somebody you build a team around. He's there to put seats in the put fans in the seats <laughs> and, and win and, games and and the limited seats that's allowed. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, in Miami, Miami, they they could have a full house, a full house, <laughs> uh, which is which is crazy to me. Um, full house there. Then you have Miami. You mentioned the Bills. It's a couple of big games coming up this week. Um, one of the things we do want to touch on though, before we we look at these next week's games coming up, um, last week, right? Mm-hmm. Browns lose. This was kind of a, a barometer, a big game that you would want to win against a good team. Um, I was one of the people we talked about on the show, like, can we really believe in the Browns going off against the likes of a Cowboys team? And would they be able to show up in this game? They did not um, against a division rival. Baker Mayfield looked like the Baker Mayfield of old. Um, Odell, for the first time, I could – I can say I think, and Cleveland actually responded showed emotion, and showed yeah. some emotion and was took the cleats off on the bench, was slamming the helmet, um, and came out and let it let it be known he's frustrated. What's your thoughts on Odell? Um, you think this is something as you know maybe being overreacted? You know they're hear, hearing talks of oh here's the real Odell, you know the Odell from the Giants showing out. Is he wrong though? I mean, he's in his prime, and his prime not years being being wasted. He's not wrong. I mean, maybe temper, keep the temper in check a little bit because they're four and two still. They're still like pretty well set up to make a playoff run. Baker needs to to play better, and Odell. It sucks that he's losing prime years like this, but at this point, you you have to do what you got to do. You got paid. They're paying you to stay here. Man, free OBJ, like, yeah. Yeah. It would be nice, but not many teams are going to trade for that contract, one. And two, what you have to give up to get Odell is going to be a lot because they're not they, – they gave up a lot to get him from the Giants. They gave up a first-round pick, Jabril, other picks, I think. It's not going to be easy to trade him, but – I could see him trying to force a trade like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, get get Rich Paul on the phone or something like that. Get get something in motion. Work for AD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe he tries to, hey, let's get a, a Le'Veon Bell situation or something. Like, release me and let me go elsewhere because I feel bad for OBJ. But would you um, really do that if they're paying you $17 million a year and that's guaranteed? The thing that's tough with, I probably wouldn't wouldn't do that but at what point do you just say forget the money in a sense because i'm tired of losing i i'll take the 17 million bag if i'm getting my 10 targets a game 100 yards i was on pace if i'm odell i was on pace they talking i'm in the talks with jerry rice randy moss terrell owens i'm in the conversation with them now he kind of becomes that forgotten person in cleveland because i don't have a quarterback and T.O.'s words, I love my team. I love my quarterback. Tony Romo would have been able to get Odell the ball. Like, exactly. It's, the real issue is, all right, they're a run-heavy team. And they're a run-heavy team because they know they can't trust Baker. You feel me? So it's like, do I stay or do I go? What's, that, that's a song, right? That's, I'm, I, I think I see so. it on commercials. And yeah. stuff, like, do I stay or do I go? <laughs> um, it's tough. I'm still in my 20s at the peak, and I'm just sitting here getting stats of three catches and 46 yards a game. 
six targets. And because they don't trust Baker, this Joker is only getting like 23 attempts to throw in an mm-hmm. entire game. Meanwhile, you got Kareem Hunt get 25 rushing attempts. David Johnson, this guy's the third string. Chubb gets injured. All right, don't worry about it. We're going to give running attempts to him. They're the number one rushing team in the league. And it's not by accident. It's on purpose. This is to hide Baker and keep him from making too many mistakes. Like They were down big last week, so you saw kind of Baker, the real Baker. Like He's not that good. And for this team to have all these weapons, like you have two all-pro running backs, basically, two really good receivers. Like, what more can you ask for on offense? Like, I know his skill set is a little different than some of these other guys. Like, imagine if Kyler had these weapons, how how nasty the Browns would be. Like, it, it's honestly looking like they might have to move on from Baker a little sooner than they thought, and. They might be a little hesitant just because they took him with the number one pick, and then you don't really want to admit that, yeah, he's not. Oh, you got to admit it though. You and you got to let it burn. Um, I, you know, the song starts off by saying it's it's gonna burn for me to say this. It's coming (laughs) from my heart. It's been a long time coming, but we done grew apart, Baker. Yeah. This 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 has to has to end. You feel me? It's you have all those weapons, and it's not producing anything person that comes to my mind i think even if they added hey nobody want to do it it's not a popular thing to do sign cap i think cap would do much more with those weapons than baker mayfield and he ain't playing three four years i would trust kaepernick doing better but we know that's not a popular thing like i i even at my job, one of the, my new coworkers, God bless his heart, he was like, I don't watch football anymore because, you know, they disrespected the flag. People still don't get and understand that it had nothing to do with that. Yeah, and there's no point in explaining it further to those people. Once he said it, I was just like, I bet I know we can't have that much of a conversation. I know, all right, cool. I won't come to you to talk about that. Long as I know, I know where you stand. I just shook my head. All right, cool. Because there's no point at the at this gesture at this time. We still got to explain that it had nothing to do with the anthem, had nothing to do with the flag, and it's obvious that's still the viewpoint from regular everyday fans to NFL owners. Cap's not in the league. Uh, his teammate that stood up with him, um, the safety Reed. Eric Reed, he's not in the league. It doesn't make sense. So somebody needs to get signed. I might even have a better chance. Cleveland, if y'all listen to this, I'll take half of what Baker is getting paid and let me try. We bought the same height. I don't know if you can throw it 50 yards, but. I'm a little bit faster than him. <laughs> Give me a shot. It can't be that much worse. You feel me? Um so you had the the Odell situation, and we looking at uh, wide receivers. You know, coming up in week eight, we have two big wide receivers that possibly can be signed by a team. They'll be reinstated if all goes well. And A. B. and Josh Gordon. It's already rumors that A. B. is supposed to be going to uh, Seattle. Seattle's very interested. 
the Ravens were, but they just signed Des Bryant um, to the practice squad. Um, in your situation, if you're a team like the Seahawks, uh, playoff team that want to get some more firepower, because the Seahawks already have DK Met- Metcalf, who is really on his way to being a, a, a huge Superstar. problem Jeez. in this league. Who do you get, A.B. or Josh Gordon? If you got to choose, it's A.B. easily. Like, you already got D.K. You don't need another big receiver like that. A.B.'s one of these quick guys who can mm-hmm. get in and out, not to mention Lockett, too. So that re- receiving core is going to be nasty if he does sign there. And as we've seen, Russell Wilson's on his way to MVP, maybe, because they're letting him throw it way more this year. Mm-hmm. So if you add another weapon – like an all-pro weapon, not just some like average Joe who's been sitting on, well, not sitting, but you know, doing IG videos like Des Bryant. But he's a little better than Des at this point. We could we can agree on that. It's been a, it's been a while since Des was was an all-pro. Maybe like five six years. AB was an all-pro like two years ago. So do you do you think same with Josh Gordon? It's been seven years since he was an all-pro. So. He's he's still an all pro at smoking weed though. He is, <laughs> you know, on Madden he he has the highest <laughs> level. Uh, whew, he has that good good. Do you think Des Bryant makes this Ravens roster? Just just think about like you just mentioned, the point at the height of his career to be at this point now of being signed to a practice squad. It's a fall from grace. Honestly, but I think he should be able to make this team because one, he's not one of those burners. He's never been. He can be one of those like tough receivers like an Anquan Bolden who's mm-hmm. getting short routes, doing slants and dig routes and stuff like that. And he can still catch. So, I mean, with this team, with Lamar Jackson, that's kind of what they do. They don't, they don't take chances downfield. They work the the short routes. So I think that Dez makes a lot of sense for them. He's probably the only player that makes sense for any team at this point because, I don't know, Dez is he's not what he used to be. We'll see. I think I think he got some left in his tank. I'm a believer of the IG videos. Oh, I believe Going him. against these uh, top-notch corners out there. Right? I, I, I'm talking about the footwork. Oh, I'm the not, footwork. The corners, obviously, they – just randoms walking by probably and wanted to hop in the workout. Like the last one he did, it was somebody that I think they was like your son's height that was guarding him. So it, it wasn't <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't nobody legit. It wasn't no champ Bailey, no Darrell Reeves or anything like that. But he looked healthy. He looked like the footwork is still there. The thing, like you said, that we do have to be wary of and concerned. You're breaking and making these moves against people that are nowhere near as fast or physical as in the NFL. But it's good to see you still mm-hmm. working out. It's good to see you still grinding. You didn't give up. You know, some people in his situation, being out the league this long, F working out. I'm going to just stack this money, find a business venture. You already had enough money saved up already. But some people just, they love the game too much. And he wasn't ready to, to let it go, especially go out like that. Of course, that's not the way you want to go out. Um, a lot of times you don't get the choice of how you end your career. So 
I think he's, you know, he'll be able to do that now, control how it ends. It, that would be a tough way to end uh, the career. But looking into week seven, what are some of the games that stick out to you? I know one of the big games I'm looking at is uh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to say that one. I'd love to see that one, that matchup, um, to see how that goes out with Pittsburgh playing well. Um, Tennessee, Tannehill again, who is – in that MVP conversation, um, you even got to throw in it's, uh, it's a lot of people throwing the quarterbacks on there for the, the MVP race, but you got to put Derrick Henry up there. Yeah, they both should be up there, honestly. Derrick Henry, that's a that's a big boy. But this is such a quarterback award. Like, it's tough for a running back or a receiver to ever win this because they're not going to put up like crazy, crazy stats. Like, a QB like Russ, he could throw up like 4,500 passing yards, 40 touchdowns. How, how do you even compete with that as a running back? Unless like Derrick Henry got like 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, then that's where you might see the running back win. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, they definitely have a, a one-two punch over there that you just build around. And it was smart. They signed Derrick Henry to the extension. They didn't play around. And same with Tannehill. They took took him in after – basically only seeing him for like 75% of a season. Mm-hmm. And it, he's shown it's no fluke. Like this year he's been probably one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep, and that's another player that was able to get away from Gase. Um, <laughs> See? I'm loving That's why you got to have hope for Sam. Like once Adam Gase gets as far away, his key card stops working, then maybe you get to see the real Sam Darnold. Yeah, but, Adam Gase is kind of like – from what it seems like with players getting success after him, it's kind of like like a sickness. Like, you know, when you get better from being sick, and it's kind of something like that. It just don't work out too well. Um, I think also I would love to see, just in the rest of the season in general, Le'Veon Bell be Le'Veon Bell. Because that's going to literally – it's another player where, all right, Gase, you got to look in the mirror. We're saying you got to look in the mirror now. Obviously, he doesn't have any mirrors in his house. So he has. No, he shattered that. them all. He, he probably. Yeah, they're broken. They're all covered up still. You yeah. know, he's moving into the new house in Florham Park and whatnot. They haven't got the mirrors in yet. I think the for sale sign's got to be going up soon. He might stay in the area, you know, since. Montclair you know, State like, might hire him. People uh, like hiring in the division the Jets, Dolphins, and <laughs> they. Maybe get an assistant job somewhere. Oof. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you said Montclair State. I would go as even far as saying West Orange High School. He might be a good coordinator on that squad, like quarterback coach for the uh, West Orange High School at this point. Um, another game I'm looking forward to, uh, San Fran and New England. Um, see if Cam could bounce back. Their offense was abysmal. Um, they looked like literally if you had to describe it as one thing the patriots looked constipated their offense looked constipated they needed some type of uh lubricant uh something to to get the offense going the fact that they even lost and none of the teams scored a field goal scored a touchdown it was yeah. all field goals that whole game i know that was, was probably well no the patriots scored one touchdown but to lose to the broncos like that is they uh, Broncos all they had was field goals. I shout out to their kickers because I know fantasy those kickers killing. were uh, <laughs> 20, 20 points right there were great. But 
I'm looking forward to see um, if Cam could bounce back uh, this week against the San Francisco 49ers. That's not that elite defense that we've come to know. Yeah. So hopefully they better bounce back. I think they need some more weapons also. Uh, clearly, he's throwing to Edelman and running backs, and that's it. And then he's basically the number one option on the offense. Like he, I hope they don't run him into the ground before the season's over. That's the thing I'm concerned about because it's basically like a one year rental. We don't care. We don't care if you get injured. Or not. We don't. I don't think they have any plans of bringing him back. It's uh, for the right price. I don't think they'll like pay too much because Belichick can make pretty much anything work at this point. But maybe not the backups they have now. So they might have to, you know, draft a quarterback. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Cam. It'll be interesting when he's a free agent. Who's willing to pay him like? Top dollar for Not him he, to be a, a QB. I don't even think top. Just pay him what he does, what he deserves. But man. what is that at this point? I don't know what it, I. I can't put a number on it, but ten million feels too low. Twenty million feels too too probably too pushing high. it. Yeah. So maybe somewhere you meet in the middle. But the contract that he got right now and the list of uh, quarterbacks that's getting paid more than him is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's like it, it just don't make no sense. That's like you decide to pay. Jay Z, I'm not saying he's obviously the GOAT status, but I'm saying of the track record that Cam Newton has, you're paying Ty Dolla Sign more money than, than <laughs> Jay Z. Yeah, that would be it, it mind would, blowing right there. Mind blowing. You feel me? Shout out to Ty Dolla Sign. He got an album that just dropped today. <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast. I'm going to check out your album later. Um, any more games you looking forward to this week? Well, the obvious one, I think, is the Seahawks-Cardinals one because that's a, a division one. That's a division battle. Cardinals are 4-2, and two, so they're pretty good this year. And Kyler's, he looks really good. Like running, passing it, he's he's dynamic. It's different than Russell Wilson. He's like a faster Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. although Russell's still a lot better than him at this I point. I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. Both yeah. defenses are kind of suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, your man from the Jets that is on the Seahawks now. Oh, Jamal, he should be coming back. He should be coming back. But even when he was there, though, they were still giving up 300, 350 yards a game. Um, so I don't think that's going to solve all the problems. I don't think it's going to solve any of the problems, actually. Their defense just isn't that good this year. And I think that's where even the more you give the MVP to Russell Wilson because he has to throw Dagner every game, 350 yards minimum, three touchdowns, and run for about 60 yards. Yeah. Um, so you got to put him in that conversation. Uh, speaking of quarterback running, though, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about your boy. Uh, well, not your boy, but your your neighbor, basically. Y'all see the same arena, Daniel Jones, 80-yard run. Um, we saw the memes. They said it basically was Steven Lance Stevenson blew, like he blew on LeBron's ear and he fell. Um, does that go down as one of the top uh, bad plays in, like, New York sports history? Being that you are, are a New York sports aficionado on the show. I wouldn't put it up there as being that bad. but Because they still ended up scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But it just looks bad because of how bad the Giants are. And it, it doesn't make it any better that your quarterback's got a 10-yard advantage over these cornerbacks chasing him like he would have scored easily they said he timed or like his 
his miles per hour was faster than like Lamar Jackson's ever ran in the NFL, which that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But <laughs> the fact he didn't score on that play is so funny because I I love it when New York fans like to compare the two quarterbacks, Darnold Jones, and I say it's not it's not close. Like Darnold's better. He just doesn't have the same weapons that Daniel Jones has. He and, reminds me he's a. Uh... He's a, a nicer version of Eli Manning. I just I get all Eli Manning vibes from looking at Daniel Damn, Jones. So Eli wasn't nice when he was around. He was decent. He was decent. I, I Eli Manning. The only thing that helps him out is because he has Super Bowl rings. But yeah. besides that, he looks like somebody that you would see on a Saturday playing flag football in the park. Well, that's how most of those quarterbacks look. He not to me. He was he wasn't elite. It's the rings that help out the conversation for him. Um, week seven, we'll be looking forward to these games. Uh, definitely, like you said, the Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals game. Besides that, we'll see what else goes on. Um, not that any other games really stick out to me. Uh, Buffalo, for example, they got a they a twelve point favorites. I think they'll cover that spread. Um, Atlanta, I think they'll beat Detroit. They seem like they played pretty well going into Minnesota last week. Um, we'll see how week seven goes. Fantasy's been going well for me. How's how's fantasy been going for you? It's been going pretty good. It's been going pretty good. Okay, okay. We're going to transition into our next segment. As y'all know, the flag on the play segment. Accept or decline. I'm going to hit you with two of them. You could decide whether you accept or decline. You already know what the plan, what the vibes is on the whole thing first one the nba is an nba agent that anonymously basically questioned the validity of rich paul as an agent accept or decline i'll accept that one yeah so an nba agent anonymously basically said that the recruiting and the players that rich paul has received is solely off of LeBron, and LeBron is actually recruiting, and he said this is illegal because players aren't supposed to be a part of this side of the business. Thoughts on the continual uh, hate we see thrown towards Rich Paul and LeBron James' team? I just think that, I mean, yeah, LeBron's definitely invested in Rich Rich Paul. I mean, that's his agent. That's one of his close friends. Of course, you're going to want to see him do well, and I mean, I'm sure LeBron talks a little bit to these players out here, but don't try to discredit like Rich Paul. Exactly. Like, he he went to school for this. He went he he. This is not what he planned to do, but in he the learned. end, this is what he ended up doing. And he learned a business, and um, he's really good at it too. You, I mean, you even saw it with the NCAA. They try to NCAA. make the Rich Paul rule. Yeah. yeah, like he doesn't get the uh, respect that he deserves. I think LeBron should have mentioned him up. On his speech, you know, Rob Palenka, the Lakers family, Jeannie Buss, Rich Paul. We want our damn respect. He should have threw Rich Paul in there for that regard because Rich Paul doesn't get that same respect. No. And I think it's the same thing as any agency. If I have on my agency, let's go with CAA, Creative Artists Agency, right? I have on my roster, hey, I'm thinking about signing you. But let me show you. I got Jay-Z on my roster. Yeah. Technically, Jay Z ain't gotta say nothing to you. 
It doesn't, but it speaks for itself. Exactly. So I think it's a lot of hate thrown towards his way and a lot of, you know, oh, it has to be LeBron speaking to them. Think about the astute businessman that LeBron is. The fact that he's assigned to his boy gives him some yeah. credibility because he wasn't originally signed to him. Once Rich learned the game, learned the business, all right, cool, I'm signed to Rich. He started an agency. We see what's going well for LeBron. We see all the things that's happened for him off the court, which I'm pretty sure is a part of his pitch too. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure Rich Paul played a factor in LeBron getting to the Space Jam too. Outside of LeBron being that person, LeBron got enough on his plate. You need an agent that's going to handle the stuff. I'm going to get you the money off the court, things of that nature. Since AD came to the Lakers and signing with Rich Paul, I'd seen AD on potato chips, uh, lime jalapeno. They disgusting, him, but he's on chips. I've seen him in commercials. Yeah. He's making more money on that unibrow than he's ever made before, which I think, AD, you a friend of the show. You should cut it at this point. I just, just, you made your point. It's it's like the Crooked Smile song. Like, you embraced it, but it's, it's time to let it go. But Rich Paul is valid, bruh. It's just that simple. He's valid, and y'all, the hate has to stop at some point. It just has to stop. I wonder if the, the hate would be the same if he was, you know, white, going through the same thing. Because <laughs> he didn't necessarily do the same steps that some of these other agents did. Like, they go to law school, all this stuff. I don't think he did that. But yet he's able to get these top-notch clients, like A-list client, clients, and... People, they can hate all they want, but he's he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Exactly, uh, which is why, I mean, I don't even take that. It's so serious in regards. The agent decided to be anonymous. Well, put your put your name on it if you want to say it. Put your name on it and all. And like you said, it, it definitely, his success is not celebrated because he is, one, a black male. Two, he did not do it the typical way, so... That is what it is. No, it's probably somebody's former agent saying it anonymously, hating because he took one of their clients. Probably, probably might have been uh, Lonzo Ball's old agent. <laughs> Who knows? Because um, he signed with Clutch Sports. But the next one, uh, which was very controversial, interesting. Um, I'm gonna talk on it, even if you decline it. But Sweetie said do not date a man unless he can pay for a Birkin bag I'm declining it okay you could decline it ladies out there I'm gonna tell y'all do not go with this mindset if he cannot buy you a Birkin bag that does not mean he don't love you I think the thing that should be preached is that it's nice if he gets you one but you need to be able to get yourself one too are y'all looking for sponsors or are you looking for support? This sounds very sponsorific. I'm glad I'm married and don't have to worry about this. But I think this is sending the wrong message. I think this is going to start again. Another wave of females like, can you get me a Birkin bag? No, you can't get a Birkin bag? Mm. Next. And Birkin bags can go from anywhere, I believe, what? Starting cheapest? 220 300 All the way up to the thousands? For a bag, fellas, get creative. Learn how to create the bags, the fake ones, make it look like a Birkin bag. 
Well, this one over here costs twenty twenty thousand. Twenty thousand for a a bag. Um. Hey, ladies, if you could get a man to buy you a Birkin bag, just ask for the cash and get an LLC, start a business. <laughs> Finesse. I'm all for the finessing. Do that. I'm still not worried. Underscore zero on IG. Get the bread. You can send some my way. You know, like a, a finder's fee because I gave you the idea. That's the way you should go about it. Uh, but nah, bro, stop showing me this. Seventy-eight thousand for a bag. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. That's that's what I owe college. I owe. Not seventy eight thousand, like sixty four thousand, but Man. still, that's mad bread. Seventy eight k. That bag better pay rent. It's another person at this point. At this point, at at this point, I always joke around with my wife because she got a big old bag. I'm be like, yo, so did you bring your house today? Because they be big bags for no reason that don't do anything. And then it's like you can't put it on the table, you can't put it in the chair. It gotta be sat right here. It's got its own little section in the bedroom. Look, y'all listen to that if y'all want. Uh, transitioning to some NBA. Uh, Van Gundy was hired. Tyron Lue was hired. Van Gundy went to the Pelicans. Uh, we'll start off with him. Do you think this is the right hire for that young nucleus of a team with the Pelicans of Zion, Lonzo, B.I., Josh Hart? I mean, it's definitely out of left field. I didn't know he was a candidate for any of these jobs at this point. I mean, Jeff hasn't gotten a job in years. I didn't think Stan was going to get one before him. But, I mean, he's led the Magic to the finals. That's his calling card at this point. That's his selling point. I thought they would have gone with, like, Kenny Atkinson, somebody to help develop Mm -hmm. the young players and – make this team competitive over the next years like he did in Brooklyn. But it'll be interesting to see what Stan does this time around. I, I know it's, it's a tough, tough thing because it's not like he's not qualified, but it just brings up, again, the discussion of the lack of representation when it comes to black personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Jeff Van Gundy. His counterpart, Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson. I don't know what it is. The man can't give an interview. An interview, like you said, it was kind of left field. Um, we was hearing a, a couple of names, but I didn't see Stan Van Gundy as the person on that as a viable candidate. Um, I'm just very interested. Like he did bring that Orlando Magic team to the finals, but they were. It was a lot of veterans on that squad. So I'm interested to see how he's going to deal with a young team where it's they're still building. Uh, if we being honest, even with a full season with Zion, we'll see maybe an eighth seed, maybe a seventh seed. Is he going to have that patience to you feel me to actually wait for them to develop, or is he going to get impatient at any point? And we'll see you know some issues arising in that situation because that's my only thing. It's a young team. I think you, like you said, you should get a Kenny Atkinson. You should get somebody that can help develop the young players. Um, Stan McGundy, I think, is the coach that you want to get when it's a playoff team already. You're, you got aspirations to get to the championship. You don't bring them in for a young team that's still trying to get into the playoffs. Um, Tyron Lue, 
we talked about it. He was going, getting interviews elsewhere. We were wondering why they were even allowing it, but he actually stays in Los Angeles. He's a Clipper. Uh, thoughts on that hiring? Is this the right sign-in? Um, what do you think about Ty Lue being a Clippers coach? And that's kind of what I thought they'd go with the whole time. I mean, they already had him on staff with Doc Rivers. thought it was pretty like seamless for this team, even though it sounds like they might blow it up to an extent. But I still think, I mean, him coaching Braun and what he did over there still holds weight. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can do the same thing with Kawhi. And, I mean, he can't do any worse than Doc Rivers. At this point, speaking of the the team blowing up, I think it's a, a it's a good sign. I like that um, conversations is having Chauncey Billups on that coaching staff. Uh, there's been talks of also having Kenny Atkinson on that coaching staff, which would be great if you're going to get rid of all these guys and have young players. He's going to help that. Yeah, I think that'll be a nice fit. But uh, one of the rumors, one of the suggestions out there. Uh, Shaq came out on his podcast. Shout out to Shaq. You're welcome on the show at any time. We're actually recording in Newark, where you're from, so you should come on the show anyhow and whenever you see this. But um, he suggested, hey, you trade Paul George. Get Kawhi be the head man, and then you put some two nice pieces around him uh, because you have, in a sense, confusion. You got one person thinking they ain't a man, and they're not the man. So... Do you agree? Do you think they should trade Paul George um, or give it one more season to, to try it again? Um, I think it – I saw somewhere somebody said the team would probably work better with Kawhi as just a guy, mm-hmm. and you build around that instead of having Kawhi and then you have Paul George kind of back and forth trying to see who's the man or not. I think – I mean, you're giving up on the experiment this soon – means you really don't believe in this working i mean 2k didn't believe in it because you know paul george uh rating dropped to 88 on 2k as it should he played awful in the playoffs i would have dropped it a little bit lower like 85 he's still he's still good but i would like to see what they got on there as his clutch rating though that gotta be that gotta be dropped like they're still they're still working on it yeah they don't know what to put it got to be dropped. Like, low-key, we know some people that play at LA Fitness that might be more clutch in those Tone, situations. Tone might be more clutch than Paul George, honestly. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have been able to do the bubble and having a migraine for the whole playoffs and whatnot like he was going through. You feel me? I don't I don't know. But if that's how you oh, feel about me. This year? If that's how you feel about me, you know. I'll take the compliment. I'll take my flowers while I'm still here. <laughs> but I think you trade Paul George. Um, I don't think this this squad works like this. I think that also frees up some cap space. Montrez can come back now. I don't think you saw Montrez back. But Why I mean, not? He was good off the bench. Because um, at the end of the day, I guess you could saw Montrez back, but it don't matter. Laker Nation, Lakers going back to the finals next year. So you could saw Montrez back. You could sign T.O. You could sign Monte Ellis come out of retirement. You could bring Reggie Miller for shooting. You could sign whoever you want. Lakers to the finals again next year. I'm calling it now. It'll be Lakers, Warriors, see each other in conference finals. LeBron going to be hungry because he want to be better. He want to be in that conversation with MJ. Lakers back to the finals next year. I can't say who's in the East yet because we got to see how free agency pops off in the East. 
and what's going on with that. And uh, I don't think it matters who they sign. I don't think that roster, it works. Um, I think it's great they gave Talu five years to try to figure it out. Um, even Balmer, the owners, came out and said he was disappointed. So something's got to change. Your owner already came out and said he's disappointed. Somebody's out. And if I was a betting man, I'd put the tuition money I owe that Paul George is out. Paul George is out. It's just that, to me, he got beat hey, out. You got to do what you got to do. Kawhi's only going to be this good for so long, so take advantage while you can. I think he'd he probably be able to play the 45, you know, with lower management. Oh, yeah, I forgot he does that. You know, he, he, you know, he sits out when he wants to. He plays only like 40 games a year. He's here for rings. He's not here for regular season stats and all that stuff. He's here to bring rings to L.A. Yeah, he helped bring – he already helped bring one. So he's doing – his job has been accomplished. He's doing it. But this is the end of this episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe, like it, share it with your uncle, your cousin, your baby mom, even though you don't like her, share it with everybody. Hit us up on Anchor. Hit us up if y'all want any merch. But y'all already know, rule number one, stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace.